Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Moving in the Right Direction podcast. This is, of course, a podcast designed to successfully guide seniors and their families in moving from their longtime home to the lifestyle that they deserve. I am your host, Chris Essenberg, and I am joined, as always, by senior real estate specialist and author and all-around great guy, Bruce Nemovitz. How are you doing today, Bruce? I'm great, Chris. Thanks for having me on my own show. Yeah, it's it's my <laughs> pleasure. Um, I I, uh, I wanted to say uh, a belated happy birthday. I know that your mom, uh, Millie, just uh, celebrated her 95th uh, birthday. So belated happy birthday to Millie. Well, thank you so much, Chris. And, and uh, I don't know how many of you out there listening were born on April Fool's Day, April 1st. And my mother, uh, that was her birthday, and uh, she always felt kind of bad, like maybe she was a practical joke, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she got over that, and uh, I love my mom. She's doing well, but she's in a senior community, and uh, you know, she. I wish she would move around a little more, but at 95, unless you've been there, it's easy for me to say that, so, uh, but again, um, my mom is is really lucid and uh, she watches a lot of great shows that she calls me to say, Bruce, uh, I'm watching, uh, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind today. you got to come over and watch this with me. And uh, she she picks out all the great movies for me to watch with her. So, yeah, she loves movies. I know I always used to talk to her about all the latest and greatest movies. And if she saw this one, if she saw that one, uh, I always, that was something we always kind of had in common. We were both kind of movie nerds in our own respective rights. So, uh, you know, what's really interesting. What? I've just noticed um, so many of my older clients in my mother's uh, generation, the world war II generation are named Dorothy. I, I just kind of, uh, I've had a rash of Dorothy's lately, and I'm thinking it has something to do with the Wizard of Oz that came out. I'm not sure. Well, I, th- I mean, I think, honestly, if probably the Wizard of Oz was a response to Dorothy being a popular name. I think since Wizard of Oz was uh, 30, it was it was in the uh, early... The, I think the late 30s. Let's see here. Hold on. We got the power of editing. I'm thinking 1939, but I'm probably 1939. Let's see the power of uh, (laughs) power of the Internet. 1939. You got it. All right. I win. So, yeah, 1939. uh, That's probably a response to that. But I mean, in any event, great. Chris, wait a minute. You got to look up another movie because I know many women also in my mother's uh generation that are named millie or mildred so there was a movie thoroughly modern millie i when did that come out okay and what are your what is your guess i'm thinking that was later i think that was was... yes correct it was actually uh 28 oh yeah it was 1967 so okay forget that one because she was born in 1926 yeah that had mary tyler moore carol channing uh yeah, that's a thoroughly modern Millie. That was a that was a '60s movie. Okay, so different, but one thing you could say is you, we don't see a lot of uh, we don't see a lot of Dorothy's or Millie's uh, these days, as as far as younger younger. And guess younger what women. name you never hear anymore? And I I've asked uh, my daughters to if they had a boy, and would you think of naming him Bruce? <laughs> you don't see those anymore. 
No, I, I mean, I think it went out after uh, famously, that was the name of the shark in Jaws that is uncredited. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. I, I recently found that out. That's in the, the Finding Nemo movie. It's That's a play off of the fact that uh, the shark in Jaws was actually Steven Spielberg uh, named it Bruce. So, and guess uh, what? Uh, when I grew up, everyone called me Captain Nemo because Nemovis, Nemo. That's a cool one, though. I like that. That's that's cool. I still see that as uh, some of your uh, fantasy uh, sports uh, nicknames there. I think it's good. I would stick with that one. That's cool. Um, but anyways, okay, so that's movie talk. We've done our movie talk. Um, now, uh, let's get to um, the topic at hand today, which is going to pivot a little bit away from that, but is going to be really valuable nonetheless and it actually also has to do with uh, with your mom and with other individuals that are in a similar situation as Millie, which is being at that certain age where they need to um, maybe have their situation assessed uh, by someone that is in kind of a remote uh, rehab uh, situation. So uh, we're going to talk to uh, Ronnie Wagner from Fox Rehab today. But can you tell us a little bit about your your interaction, Bruce, with uh, regarding your your mom's situation and how that uh, how that caused you to uh, give Ronnie a call. So, Chris, my mother, uh, she's really shy. I would love to get her on our show and and talk to folks out there because she sure has uh, a lot of advice for me. I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, one of my concerns is that she is in an assisted care community and she's just not moving like she used to. And she's losing weight. Uh, as, as we talked about, she's 95, but uh, my goal was just, if I could get her to go to the dining room, you know, just get up, get dressed, go to the dining room, move around. And it's getting harder and harder because she just, you know, feels like it's too much work to, to get all dressed up, put on the makeup, walk to the dining room, come home. So she's having the meals delivered to her room. And I'm trying desperately to uh, find someone that can help. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm doing uh, an open house at a senior community where we, um, you know, just talk to the folks walking in. And there next to me was Ronnie and our Fox Rehab Company. And I had not known about this service at all. So this is, I'm really anxious to hear more about it. Well, uh, on that note, let's get to it. So let's get to our first guest today. I'm very excited for our guest today. She's the regional director and occupational therapist for Fox Rehab. She's worked in geriatric rehab for 26 years and has been certified in LSVT big, which is something we'll talk a little bit more about, explain that. She's also a certified dementia practitioner and trainer, and she has earned her board certificate in uh, gerontology through AOTA. Uh, quite a lot of great credentials for our great guest, Ronnie Wagner. Ronnie, welcome. Thank you. Uh, very, very, very glad that you could join us today. Um, now, Ronnie, uh, just in that title alone, there was a lot that uh, there's a lot to unpack, a lot of great stuff that you've accomplished and that you do. Uh, I guess we'll just start from the beginning. So I understand you work at Fox Rehab as an outpatient house call clinician. 
So could you share with the audience uh, what that is and, and what, uh, what your company, Fox Rehab, does? Oh, absolutely. Um, I always love to share about where I work because I really enjoy working with geriatric uh, clientele. And um, Fox Rehab started about a little over 20 years ago uh, with Dr. Tim Fox, determining that um, a lot of his geriatric clients could benefit from outpatient therapy in their homes. And so he started his business. I mean, and since that time, we have grown um, to be in 21 states and uh, 1,600 clinicians. We're a private practice, um, and the, the practice is actually owned and run by all clinicians. So we have a really dedicated uh, group of clinicians that are focused on specific geriatric um, diagnoses, um, multiple comorbidities or issues that they're dealing with in their health and keeping them safe and um, happy and living well in their homes. Wow, that sounds like a very interesting uh, practice, something I, I wasn't actually aware of until until we connected. Now, you mentioned uh, also uh, LSVT big. Uh, now, I, I was like, uh, needed some definition on that. Would you care to just share with the folks what that is? Yeah, um, LSVT Big is actually a training that um, we utilize for patients that have Parkinson's. And it's something that can be done in the home. Uh, sometimes people go to a clinic to get this treatment, but it actually can be done in the home as well. Um, in the Milwaukee area and in the Appleton area, I have um, clinicians that actually have this certification um, so they can actually come out and do it. It's a movement therapy um, that's utilized to actually rewire the brain um, in the movements that they need to do to keep their movements big. And, you know, so that's been very useful. You know, Ronnie, um, I don't know if you know this, but my father who passed and I sure missed that guy, but uh, <clears throat> he, he had Parkinson's and he had a lot of trouble, I think with his balance, I noticed, and um, kind of had that frozen face that we hear about. Um, couldn't smile the way he used to, still the same guy. And believe it or not, one of the things that really kept him going, he played the saxophone. He was a musician his entire life. In fact, he, he was on the USS Wisconsin and in the band, and which I think saved his life because he wasn't out uh, in the field in the, in the war that way. And um, he literally played his saxophone almost till the day that he passed. And it was funny because when he was playing his saxophone, he, the Parkinson's seemed to just go away. Um, I don't understand how the brain works that way, but maybe you can touch on that. Well, and, and actually that is, they've utilized a lot of those um, theories and therapies in developing the LSVT big program, um, which has been incredible because we actually have patients do a, a set of movements over and over and just exaggerated and amplified as big as can be. And it normalizes their uh, movements into more of a um, what you and I would look at somebody and say, wow, they're walking normally now instead of like shuffling gait or um, smaller movements or freezing, right? The freezing piece of it. So, you know, I, I noticed also I had a couple other friends. Uh, I had a golfing partner that uh, developed Parkinson's and he was an orthopedic surgeon. So he had to give up his practice, but 
he would, you know, before he played golf, he would juggle, believe it or not. He told me that that really helped his golf game. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the repetitive movements they're finding, um, they are really finding in a lot of the research that um, some of even like the boxing um, now, uh, music, um, the cadence, the metronome um, type of thing is actually helping in dealing with Parkinson's. And so LSVT big is one type of um, treatment for it, um, which my uh, several of my clinicians are trained in and can do in the home. So I think we really touched on a lot of the, the qualifications and, and you guys clearly have a ton of qualifications, certifications, I mean, working in so many different uh, crucial areas. But one thing we, we kind of touched on it, but we kind of breezed by it, but you do offer all of this service. Uh, you offer these services in the homes of the clients. Is it, that's right. So, yeah, that's correct. I mean, most of the time, all of our services are provided under physician orders. So a doctor will order occupational therapy, physical therapy, or speech therapy. And, um, many times patients have had to go into an outpatient clinic uh, to get those services. Um, what we found, especially during um, the pandemic, is that um, you know they were cut off from going to those outpatient clinics, but we've been doing this all along and we continue to do our treatment through the pandemic by just going into people's homes, utilizing appropriate PPE and infection control and um, being able to offer those services. So a physician would order it. We, we um, go into the house, do their evaluation, um, you know, see what the environmental factors are that are causing issues as well and deliver our services right there. So they don't have to get in their car, drive to an outpatient clinic. Um, we can typically see them two to three times a week for as often as um, their plan of care dictates. So Ronnie, you have a, a tremendous service and I, I certainly dealing with uh, so many of my senior clients, I see so many situations where they're just not moving. They're basically watching television all day, laying in their bed. Uh, and one example of that is I called your company to have you come out and see my mother. My mother, um, thankfully, is with me now. She's 95 years old. Uh, she's all of about uh, maybe 90 pounds, but she's not moving. She is watching um, all her old movies from the 40s and that kind of brings her back to where she wants to be, but she's not getting out of her bed. She's just going from her bed to the bathroom, bed to the kitchen for a minute. And I've noticed that she's, she's losing weight. I can see that muscle mass is, is going. And so what do you do? I, I tried to get you guys over there. My mother was resistant, you know, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. And I tried to talk to her about it. Um, what can you share with the audience when, when you want to get this service in for your loved one and they're resistant to it? How do you deal with that? Yeah, that is so interesting, Bruce. And we find this a lot um, of times when the doctor will order therapy um, and they will call to make the appointment. You have to consider that we're coming into their home. They don't know us. Um, so sometimes what I'll recommend for family members is 
can you be present for the evaluation or, and we've done this where we've set it up where, you know, we'll make our first appointment, a daughter, a son, a grandchild will be present so that we can, um, you know, introduce ourselves and get them comfortable. Usually once we're there the first time, um, they enjoy the services, they enjoy the um, interaction with the clinician and they look forward to having that therapy again and again. Um, yeah, so that's just, you know, something that we would recommend if a parent is, you know, uncertain. I think one of one of the things my mother's always worried about is um, cost. You know, she's worried that we're spending money on her. She doesn't want us to to deal with that. And, and so how do you um, she was telling me that, you know, is this, are you paying for this, Bruce, or, or do I pay or, you know, and I think that was one of the things on her mind. So how can I get that across to her that uh, it won't be coming out of her pocketbook or my pocketbook? Yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, again, I always reassure patients that um, we always check on their insurance. Well, this is covered um, typically through their health insurance. So um, since we work in geriatrics, the majority of it is covered by Medicare, um, their Medicare Part B or outpatient um, benefit. So what we do is we'll get the insurance information and we will verify that before we even start services and talk with the uh, patient about if there's a copay or if it's 100% covered. Uh, usually if they, they have their Medicare Part B and a supplement, a lot of times, it is covered, but we don't start services before we check that out um, and then make sure that they're aware and comfortable with that. Well, this sounds like really a comprehensive approach to this entire process, which is really great. Uh, you know, from the fact that you're going to work with the insurance companies before you even start and then you get to go to the actual home of the client. And I think it's a great suggestion to, to incorporate those family members. So it's just not like someone that they might not know showing up uh, and, and doing that as well. And then also getting a chance to see the home. And as you mentioned before, seeing what, what factors or obstacles might be in the home that uh, you need to address. You know, if there's lots of stairs, there's uh, a lot of other factors that might be uh, playing into this. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just the perfect setup, really, especially during uh, the pandemic, um, you know, just and before and after uh, just just really a really great approach to this entire scenario. Ronnie, um, you know, I talked about my mother at a senior community, and I give talks at many of the senior communities in my area about um, the housing piece of it and downsizing and getting ready to sell and all that. But I know that many of the senior communities have their own in-house service as far as rehab and that kind of thing. Do you run into a situation like if I do finally get you in to see my mother is her senior community, she's in assisted living, are they going to have a problem because maybe they have their own in-house servicing? You know, that's an interesting uh, question, Bruce. Um, what we always try to, because we are partnered with some senior living communities as well, but what we always let um, residents know is they have a right to choose whoever they would like 
um, for their provider. So even though we are an in-house provider or partnered with a senior living, the people that live in that residence still have a choice. They always have a choice as to who they utilize for their um, therapy services. So that's not, it should not be an issue um, typically, but if there was concern um, from a, a senior living uh, community, we certainly could check in uh, with their director of wellness and let them know. I wanted to give you a couple of examples of some um, you know, cases uh, from my experience. Um, you know, how we help these residents um, get back to doing things that maybe they've stopped, especially during the pandemic, uh, where they've become isolated, uh, you know, and stop doing things like you said, your mom sitting on the couch, watching uh, TV. And um, what we found is by going in, um, they're weaker, they're more at risk for fall. Um, they have become socially disengaged a lot of times because families haven't been able to go and see them. And we found by getting therapy involved, they just get reinvigorated back into life and doing things that they weren't doing before. Like um, Chris had mentioned the fact of like the stairs, you know, people stop going down into their basement. That's where physical therapy can come in and get them walking and feeling safe back in their basement. Maybe there's equipment that needs to be ordered um, to help make them safe and, and keep them active, um, you know, in their homes. Um, you know, we get to a point sometimes where when we do go in, um, where we see that maybe the home is not as safe of an environment anymore. Maybe there's other things going on that would lead them to, um, you know, consider um, either moving to a senior living community or downsizing into an apartment um, from a big home with lots of things to, to keep up and, and you know, those are things that we can provide information objectively, um, you know, and um, pretty clearly for the resident and for families. I can only imagine that you would be like one of the first lines of defense, I guess, if you will, of seeing when when a home might not be a good fit anymore, like you were saying. So you offered that you, uh, you know, you, you can act as that kind of objective resource. Um, but I would also imagine how important it is to keep the family looped in on all of these situations and kind of act as a team approach. I mean, obviously, you can offer suggestions and say, well, we found this, this and this. But of course, it's going to be crucial to work with, uh, with your clients and also perhaps with, with their families. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, we are very uh, cognizant of um, sharing information if if the um, patient is their own person, you know, I always ask permission, is it okay if I share this information with your son or daughter? And a lot of times they're like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, please share with my son or daughter. Um, you know, sometimes I'll recommend that um, we all sit down together and review the um you know, the findings of the evaluation or where we're at. Sometimes the, the patient improves tremendously and um, is not quite ready yet to move, but six months down the road, eight months down the road, we have that connection now with that family. Um, and oftentimes they will reach back out to us. We also have a program um, where it's called our reconnect program, where we actually reach back out in three months, in six months, um, you know, and just check on the family, check on the uh, patient. How are you doing? Are you still doing well? Um, do you 
Do you feel like you need additional services? Can we get you some resources? So once we have that connection with the family, um, it's, not, it's not just a done deal when their therapy ends. We've also had situations where a um, individual was not sure if they wanted to move into a senior living. Um, and because we do have some partnerships with senior livings, we'll go and we'll do the house call um, you know, with the patient and treat them in their home. Now they know us. They also know that we are in some of these communities and, and um, they feel comfortable. They'll come in and they'll tour. They'll, I always encourage patients to, it doesn't hurt anything to take a tour. Um, go find out, you know, and we don't prefer one uh, senior living over another. We, you know, we offer them uh, resources to say, you know, here, here are some senior livings in your area, go and um, tour, talk to the community staff, find out if this is what's gonna meet your need. Many of the senior living communities will allow them to participate in activities uh, for a little bit or um, have a meal there so that they can meet people and see if it's a good fit for them. I think that's a really good first step. And sometimes we can, facilitate that information because they just don't know where to start. So, um, you know, it's an option. They always have a choice. It's not something that we are pushing one way or the other. So Ronnie, I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. You know, our audience is really tuning in on, on our podcast because they, we want this to be interactive, but we also want it to translate into positive action that they mm -hmm. can take. Mm -hmm. So as I'm listening to you, and I know you guys are great. I know what you do is, is amazing, really. I mean, it takes a lot of patience, especially with folks that, that have uh, different challenges in their life. But if a family did call you, um, as an example, how often would you come out? How, what would it look like when you actually came to visit the people? Would it be twice a week? Or how does that work? Yeah, so the first thing we do is we'll um, come in and do, well, after we have physician orders, we've checked the insurance, we'll call and make an appointment and come in and do an evaluation. So we get a baseline of where the patient is and what is what are the goals? What, what are they hoping to achieve? And then we'll make a plan of care based on what we're seeing um, you know, at their baseline and where the goals are. Most often, um, and I recommend this, more often because the research actually um, supports having multiple disciplines work in the home at the same time. And by that, I mean OT and PT. So PT is gonna work on their transfers, maybe their balance, their um, strengthening. If they have arthritis, they're working with them on their pain. All these things would um, cause them to have potential falls in the home, or maybe they've had quite a few falls already. OT is gonna also work um, you know, in helping with balance, upper body strength, but more through function. So say, like you said, your mom, she, she goes to the kitchen um, and maybe she is losing weight because she can't stand in the kitchen to make herself a meal. OT is going to work on that. Um, maybe we see a lot of patients that stop showering. They just stop taking a shower because they know they're weaker and they're afraid they're going to fall in the shower. Occupational therapy gets involved in that gets them um, maybe the right equipment, the right sequence, works with them to make sure that they are safe to take a shower again. So through actually working with them in all those functional activities, 
we're able to probably, if you have OT and PT involved, we're in the house five days a week. Uh, OT goes, comes on one day, PT comes on one day, OT, you know, and so forth. So that you really get that continuity of care. Then we also check on their medications. We check um, their blood pressure, their oxygen levels. That was huge during the pandemic because we caught people that were starting to desaturate or their oxygen levels were going down, put them at risk for pneumonia. Um, so that's another benefit. Um, we can kind of see their overall health and um, assist the family. And I had one patient where I called the daughter and said, you really, I would really recommend that this um, patient go in for a full checkup with the doctor because of what I'm seeing. So we just really interact um, for the benefit of the patient and um, kind of as a go-between with the family sometimes. Um, because, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, my mom never listened to me when I was trying to say things. So sometimes to have that third party, it made it a little bit easier um, to get things accomplished. It sounds like such an important service uh, that I think so many people aren't really aware of. Uh, and I think to that point, so many people might know where to even start. So I guess what I would ask you, Ronnie, is uh, if if anyone listening is thinking that they could be in a situation where they could uh, benefit from services from Fox Rehab or another service like that, uh, or if they're if their parents could, or if their family members could, what are the first steps to, to just at least uh, to look into it, to get the ball potentially rolling, to at least find out if this is something that would be for them? What would you suggest to those people? Well, the, the first thing they're going to need, I mean, if they want general information, uh, we can provide numbers and um, our names, you know, at the end of the program uh, for them to resource. But I think the first thing is, um, before we can even start on our end is we need a physician orders. Now, if they're not sure how to go about this or what to do, we can help facilitate that as well, because we actually have, um, you know, people in our home office that can reach out to the physician and say, you know, we were contacted by Joe's daughter. Um, she's really concerned um, and was wondering if he could benefit from some therapy. Um, they do not need a face-to-face -face physician office visit before we can start services. The doctor can, if they were into the doctor recently um, and the doctor is aware of the situation, he can just send orders to us. And that is different than home health. Home health, they have to have a face-to-face -face, um, before they can um, start services. So we could get in potentially um, sooner if it is truly just a therapy need versus a, a nursing need. Well, I think then the bottom line too is that you guys work with the physicians, right? right. So, um, so this is something that is going to work hand in hand with with the doctors that people are already uh, seeing and have been seeing for years and years and years. So I guess just reaching out to your physician. Uh, or reaching out directly to to yeah, you guys at Fox Rehab would be a, a first step if you want to you know find out more or uh, potentially look into these services which are you know absolutely covered by insurance which is mm -hmm. I think something people need to to take into account and remember because as Bruce I know you were mentioning that that concern of okay well this 
this sounds great, but um, this is going to, you know, cost me an arm and a leg. And the answer is, you know, that that's not the case. So. Ronnie, I, I can't thank you enough. You know, I, in my practice, I meet so many folks that, that could use your service and I didn't really know it was available. And through this podcast, <clears throat> let me say it again, <clears throat> sure. through this podcast, I've, I've met some wonderful people. I've learned so much about what you do. And I, I will be asking you to appear at my live seminar in the fall where we have those twice a year in my area where we're going to uh, be speaking to a rather large crowd talking about all the different issues. And um, you've just been great. And I, I can't thank you enough. And I hope and I pray that we can collaborate and somehow get you in to see my mother. How's that sound? Hey, we'll work on it, Bruce. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm happy to follow up with that uh, for you and uh, maybe get us all three on a call together and um, maybe get something set up for her. So I hope so. She does uh, tend to, um, she has a little hearing problem, so you'll have to speak loud, but we will get, <laughs> we will get you in there, I'm sure. Or maybe set, we'll set up a uh, visit. So when you're there, just, you know, let me know and I'll stop by. So, well, if, or you may, you may, if you do stop by, you may have to watch Casablanca for the 50th time. How's that <laughs> you know what? I might just enjoy that. I like old movies. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that's about all the time we're going to have for today. Um, but Ronnie, Ronnie, thank you so much for, for joining us, uh, provided so much great information that I hope folks will, uh, will take back with them. Um, now we've talked about it already, but just to give some specifics to the folks at home, if they want to reach out to you and the, uh, the rest of the team at Fox Rehab, how can they do that? You know, they can, um, we have a website, foxrehab.org. Um, and so they could look us up on the web. We have numbers that are available there. Um, also happy to provide our 800 number that they can call in, 877-407-3422. Um, so folks can just pull up the uh, show notes for this episode to get that website, to get that phone number. So um, Ronnie, again, uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And uh, Bruce, um, before we wrap it up today, um, where can folks find you and find out all the exciting stuff that you're up to these days? Well, as always, you can go to my website. It's uh, www.brucesteam.com. And there is no apostrophe. That's brucesteam.com. Or you can call and my Wife Jean will always answer direct, and it's 262-242-6177. Great. Well, uh, again, thank you to Ronnie, and thank you to Bruce, and thanks to all of you out there for listening. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any great future episodes. Of course, you can find the podcast at Bruce's website, which he just said, of course, it was www.brucesteam.com. You can also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. So thank you again for listening and join us next week as we will, as always, keep you moving in the right direction. See you then. Bye.